everybody. Welcome to their Let's Get Busy Living Sober, Busy Living Sober podcast. I hope everybody's doing well today. Happy Tuesday. So Wheezy's not going to be here today. She had some stuff that came up and we couldn't make it work. So you guys are lucky enough to have my hubby, JF. I'm going inter- to talk with him today because he, too, as well, is sober. And he's actually been sober for a really long time, over two decades. So everybody say hi to JF. Hi, JF. Hello. Hi, everybody. How are you today? I'm great. Thanks. Are you great? Uh-huh. Absolutely. Are you feeling good? Absolutely. It's a beautiful day. I'm ready to go. You're ready to go. <laughs> you should see him. He's wearing his baseball cap back- backwards. And uh, it's kind of funny. Anyway. Our topic today is substitutions. What do you substitute your drug of choice with? So a lovely friend of ours down in Virginia, wink, wink, who has very cute little babies. Miss Piggy is one of them, um, gave us this topic. She said, what do you do? What do you do if you decide that you aren't going to drink? What do you do with that time, that money, that energy? What do you do at that time? What would you say, JF? Well, I would say that uh, <clears throat> different people do all kinds of different things. And uh, for most people, it is a nice chunk of time and money uh, to be able to do something with and hopefully do something positive with. What example would you use? Like, what would you, what, if you can recall what you did in the beginning and maybe what you do now and, you know, where t- times have changed through the years, if you can go back that far and remember. <laughs> I'm just teasing. But um, what have you replaced it with? Well, that's an interesting topic, and uh, um, and I, I, you know, my I have my own personal theory about the whole entire thing, and um, you know, my theory is is that uh, drinking or using drugs or any of that stuff kind of falls under uh, OCD, obsessive compulsive behavior, not necessarily a disorder, but obsessive compulsive behavior, and. Uh, for myself and for what I see from a lot of people uh, in recovery, especially in early recovery, um, and I'll speak for myself, I know that, uh, so I, I, had, I had to find some other, unfortunately, obsessive compulsive behaviors uh, to engage in to replace the drinking. I don't think it was the most healthy thing in the world, although they were healthier behaviors, uh, at least physically, for a time than the uh, drinking. You know, so for uh, for me, when I I finally uh, was, you know, put the bottle down and uh, took a look at myself, I was 36 years old, and I was like, wow, I am really beat up. I'm really in bad shape. I need to get myself back in shape. I used to be an athlete, and uh, I don't look like one anymore. <laughs> and, um, you know, I had definitely had that big void in my life of all the time that I spent um, you know, in, in my, uh, in my prior behavior. So I felt like, well, I can go to the gym. I can do this. I can do that. And I did. Um, I spent a lot of time at it. Um, I got myself in, in shape. Um, and of course, because, I'm, you know, quote unquote addict, whatever. Um, and it was, became obsessive compulsive behavior. Uh, you know, I took it to the ninth degree and, uh, I got myself in really, really, really good shape. I ended up getting injured from it, um, you know, because I overdid it. Gee, there's a surprise, right? <laughs> Can you imagine somebody that overdid it? Um, 
you know, that was the, that was the first thing that I went into and, um, I tried, you know, other things that became the same kind of behavior to me. And it was, you know, various different hobbies. Um, and I see it in other people, you know, it can be eating, it can be not eating, it can be exercising, it can be not exercising. Um, work is a very popular one for a lot of people. And, uh, you know, on the surface, it's like exercise workaholism seems like, well, that's, you know, that's a good thing, right? It's a good thing to work 14 hours yeah. a day. Yeah. Um, you know, it's a good thing to get yourself in shape. Um, it's a good thing to restrict your diet, whatever it is. It looks, a lot of these things on the surface look like good things. Um, but ultimately all those behaviors, at least in, in my experience, in my opinion, take, take me uh, out of reality and they take me out of, more importantly, they take me out of my, uh, interpersonal relationships. Um, you know, it's just another way for me to get completely alone with myself and not be connected, connected with other people. Um, and ultimately it becomes bad behavior. It seems to all be, you know, this idea of what really happens is it's not so much the, uh, all the, all the time that I have or all the money that I have. Um, you know, it's more about the spiritual condition, I believe. And, uh, so what happens is when I put down my obsessive behavior, my drinking, um, I have this empty spot inside of my soul that I need to fill up with something. And so I just naturally go out and look for other things to fill it up with. Um, and one of my most popular items to fill it up with, by the way, is cookies. Uh, <laughs> and I still, I still do that. I'm so aware of it now. So I, I, I'm very, very aware of it. And I try to be very careful with it, but it's just, how many cookies would you eat? Um, I could eat a whole bag if I wanted to. You know, I'd eat cookies until I felt sick to my stomach. Like the cookie monster. Exactly. Um, and that could be anything, you know, could be relationships, could be sex, could be anything. You just, it's do it until you overdo it. Right. But I'm trying to use something outside of myself to make myself feel better on the inside is ultimately what I'm trying to do. That's what I'm trying to do. And if I can find something that is going to, uh, completely quiet my mind. Like I've heard other people say, you know, I drank because I didn't want to feel, you know, then that works even better for me. It's like that numbing sensation that you can get and you can get it from, trust me, you can get it from running. Um, I'm a big physical guy and I used to chase that all the time. I could run, I mean, 15 years ago, I could run 10 miles, no problem. Um, and to try to get that feeling, but it was and running is such a good example because basically what was I running from, right? I just ran and ran and ran. I was like Forrest Gump. Um, you know, so um, I've been sober for a while. And uh, what I've learned is that, you know, I need to feed and fill the spiritual uh, condition inside of myself. Like, that's what I'm always looking to fill up is that empty spot in the soul. And, uh, the way that I have learned to fill that up myself is, you know, through being in the moment, um, experiencing life and filling it up with love and joy and, and, uh, you know, God, okay. um, if I can do that, then I so much calmer, so much more relaxed. I don't need the rush of going out and buying a new sweater. 
I don't need the rush of going out and, um, you know, running 11 miles instead of 10 miles. I, I felt there's so much more balance in my life. You know, I mean, it's just much more balanced. So I still enjoy doing a lot of things. I still like to exercise, but I feel like uh, I'm not obsessive about it. You know, I used to go, I used to, for a while, I went to the gym twice a day. All right. I'd get up and oh go God. in the morning and then I'd go again at the end of the day. Um, and I did that for uh, like three years, four years. Um, and, uh, you know, now if I get to the gym three times a week, that's a lot. But I feel good. You know, I feel good. I feel much more balanced than I used to be. And I'm sure that 20 years from now, I'll be even more so. Um, but I just would, uh, for myself anyway, I know I need to be really careful about uh, finding activities to get into that just take me out of reality. Because that's always where I really want to be, right? I want to be in a place where it's all about me and everything's going the way I want it to go because it's just all about, you know, like the control, um, that goes with that. And, you know, you've heard, everybody's heard plenty of people talking about that psychiatrist, psychologist, everything else, you know, that, Oh, the world's out of control. So I got to find something to control. And, you know, so I become anorexic or whatever it is. Um, so it's balance is key. And, uh, you know, that's what I try to strive for every day. Well, thanks. And I know that our friend that reached out to us, I mean, she, she ends up, you know, going tanning or some people smoke cigarettes, which, you know, I do not recommend by any stretch of imagination. Do not pick up smoking. It's a horrible, horrible habit. It's a horrible thing to get off of. Um, you know, people pick up things in the beginning. And I think that in the beginning is when it's the hardest. I know for me, what I like to do, still do, I like to shop. I really do. I will go, I can spend hours in Nordstrom's Rack or TJ Maxx or Marshall's and just look around or Home Goods. I just could spend hours and hours and hours just in the racks, just looking for the deal and all the rest of it. That's like where I go and I kind of lose myself. It isn't so much the exercise thing. I wish it was. It doesn't do it for me. In fact, I think the door at the gym is like the heaviest door in America, even though I need to do it. I need to get back there. I need to get motivated, but that would not be the thing for me. But for the person that's brand new, so they've just decided now that, okay, I'm going to quit drinking. And, um, I have to tell you that I I wanted to put this because I thought about this when you were speaking, Jeff, is that someone said to me a long time ago, you know, getting, quitting drinking is not an outside job. It's not the physical. Cause I was all about looking at the physical appearance, like making sure my outfit was great, making sure my hair was great, making sure I had the right makeup on, da, 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 da. Making sure I looked good, right? Like, I want everybody to like me. And she said, it's not about that. It's about your insides. How do your insides feel? And you spoke about that insight and that hole inside of you. And for the listener out there that doesn't understand what we're talking about, you know, it's... um that sense of like, we're not enough. We're not good enough. We're going to drink. We don't like ourselves that much. We're going to drink. We're happy. We're going to drink all these other feelings that make us drink. Do you agree? Sure. Yeah. How would you describe to the listener just in layman terms, what it really is that inside thing that we're talking about that we want to fill? Um, just ask me the question. Cause I'm not sure exactly what you're getting at. 
I'm getting at wanting to know, like, for the person that's brand new, that they're like, wait a minute, what is he talking about? Like, that the hole inside of us. What, what does he mean? Like, I don't understand. What is that for a brand new person? Like, to describe to them if they're feeling that way. Like, what, how do you tell, how do you explain it? Well, I don't know that I could really explain it to somebody that doesn't suffer from it. Um, but if you have it, you'll know it. And, um, you know, and you'll know it by, by, stopping by quitting doing something um and you'll find this empty spot you'll be like wow what am i gonna do now i mean this is what i used to do all the time and this was the thing that always you know made me feel better and now i'm not doing it anymore and now what am i gonna do that's gonna make me feel better um so it's a uh it just comes from a a i think it comes from a spot of um of this is what I really think. It's, it comes from a place of trying to take something outside of myself to make me happy. Um, and, uh, you know, you just said it. You said that the, the recovery is an inside job and happiness is an inside job also. You know, there's nothing outside of me that's going to make me happy long term. Um, but I'm just the kind of person that doesn't seem to know that. You know, yeah. I keep thinking if I can only get this, if I can do this, if I can get this person to do that, um, that, uh, I will, uh, that will make me happy. And, uh, if you're listening, if you think about it for two seconds, you're like, my God, he must be insane if he really believes that, you know, if he really believes that, uh, you know, circumstances are going to make him happy. It just doesn't work that way at all. So, you know, uh, we as a group um, tend to get involved in these uh, obsessive behaviors. And it could be, um, you know, it might just be like, a, you know, arranging the inside of your house just a certain way. Well, the problem is as soon as, it's, as, soon as somebody else comes into the house and rearranges something, uh, you know, you're not happy. And, um, you know, in my philosophy of life, I can't leave myself, uh, I can't leave my spiritual condition subject to uh, somebody else. You know, it has to be, uh, I have, it has to be up to me, my spiritual condition. So all these external things are quick fixes, but they never truly work. Um, and you kind of hit the nail on the head. I think it's, it's a big part of it is just being comfortable and satisfied with uh, myself. Um, you know, which I feel like I definitely am. I'm a pretty comfortable person. It's taken me a long time to get here. So, so along the way, if you went along the way, I mean, if you, can you think of an experience or something that you could share with our listeners that they could, that they could see as an example that they may, may be able to relate to as a way of getting out of themselves? I mean, you said the gym and... Well, let's talk about... I, I want to talk about, you know, what I've learned about healthy ways to get out of myself. And I mentioned before is being in the moment. So, you know, what I've found ultimately is that um, I, I, I think that as humans, we all are kind of on some level looking for a purpose. What's the purpose to my life? You know, what is the purpose to my life? And I, I think for a long time, I thought the purpose to my life was for me to be happy. Um. And so I went to every length that I could to find happiness out there. 
Um, but what I believe now really is the purpose of my life is to be, a, you know, just to be of service to somebody or something else. You know, so if I can, I have children, I have a wife, I have family, I have friends, I have perfect strangers. And, uh, you know, it's in those, it's in those moments, in those times when, um, I'm available to them and passing on whatever it is that I have to pass on to them, you know, in the, in the form of being helpful, um, that I find myself being most happy, you know, time flies when I'm engaged in that kind of behavior. And, uh, I really believe as a human being, that's why I'm here. It's a higher purpose than I, I've talked about many times. Like it's a higher purpose than, uh, than, uh, uh, me, you know, merely going through life, doing what I want. Um, and it's not to say that I have to do things that I don't want, you know, it's a very positive, um, excellent way for me to live is to, uh, put myself aside. Um, and that's how I get out of myself. You know, if I'm working with you and thinking about you, I'm not thinking about me. And like I said, time flies. And at the end of it, I, whether I helped you or not, um, I helped myself. You know, I made myself, uh, you know, in that moment, experience joy and happiness and also completeness. It was excellent. It was good. So that's what I try to strive for. Is that that giving it away? That giving it away, it's getting out of yourself. I think that when we're drinking, I know this, I spent a lot of my, t- I, I, I mean, I thinking back, it's, you spend a lot of time thinking about, do you have enough money for it? Are you, can you get it? Do you have enough of it? Are you going to have enough? Do you want to do it? You don't want to do it. Oh my God, what are the repercussions going to be? Because I'm going to do it. Am I going to be hungover? Am I not going to be hungover? I mean, it was took up a ton of time. And I think that in the beginning, you might try new things that you might not have ever tried before. I, you know, picked up painting. I'm not a very good painter, but it's something that I've always wanted to do. And so I paint. Is it great painting? No, but it's painting right now. And and I'm doing it and I'm trying to do it. And, you know, I'm just trying something new. You know, I'm trying to get out of myself. I'm riding my bike. I go on walks. I take the dog for a walk. Um, it gets me out of myself. I meet with people. I meet, I'm like, today I'm going to go have coffee with a new friend. You know, I'm, it's getting out of myself, like you said. But sometimes in the beginning, it's hard. And especially if you don't use the 12 steps. Because I know if you go to 12-step meetings, you can really meet a ton of people. For me, it has been an amazing place to meet new friends. Um, there are so many people there, so many different kinds of people, so many. It's just been, for me, it's saved my life. And, you know, I even have a sister-in-law that's always says to me, she's like, oh, my gosh, you go to those meetings. You have friends anywhere you go in the world. And it's true. I mean, that is one thing. If you haven't tried a 12-step meeting or you have tried one and you don't like it, there's a ton of them. And, you know, keep trying. But that's given me, like, making new friends that to, to have common interests with you and those common interests may not be alcohol do you agree? i mean do you think that that's true jeff like going out and finding new friends and new hobbies is also really important oh absolutely i mean you know you talked at we started this out like what am i going to do with all my time right so i mean if if my day used to be i'd you know get up maybe my day was i get up go to work and then uh after work hit the bar for however long before i went home you know, it's certainly an easy change that I can make to um, get up, go to work, and uh, at the end of the day, hit the yoga studio if I want. Um, 
join a club. There's lots of those. I mean, I, I found that I had a lot of interests that I didn't know that I had, or I had forget, more likely I had forgotten that I had, um, you know, in my addiction. And I found that a lot of the things that I thought I liked to do, I didn't really like to do that much. So um, I had to, uh, it was kind of like starting from scratch. And that's why, um, you know, I think that's a common occurrence with a lot of people. When I talk about feeling empty, I truly did have this empty spot because I had no idea really um, what I liked to do, what I didn't like to do, and what I was going to do. So I had to find some things to do. And uh, I agree with you. You have plenty of time and you need to get out and you need to meet some people and do some different things and try a lot of things. And I like see in, in you, you know, a lot of that is, like I say, it's a search for balance. So, you know, for instance, you tried painting um, and you enjoy it and you do it from time to time and it's you're very balanced with it. You know, now for me, especially in my first couple of years of um, being in recovery, if I had taken up painting, I would have painted every single day for hours every single day because that's just the only way that I could deal with things, right? Um, ultimately, it was fine um, because for me, painting three hours a day is so much better than for me drinking three hours a day. <laughs> Not that I would only drink for three hours anyway, but, um, you know, it was just was, it was, it was better behavior. It was safer for everybody around me and it was safer for me to do those kind of things. So that was kind of my journey was a, really a search for, for finding balance in my life. And it, for me, it took a long time. I can't speak for other people, you know, but it took a long time for me to be able to find some semblance of balance, which I still strive for every day. I, some days are more balanced than other folks, believe me. <laughs> well, it's interesting because I went and listened to Deepak Chopra the other night, and he says the six pillars of health are sleep, you know, yoga, some form of exercise where you're using your body, where you're having to pay attention to where the movements are. Like with yoga, if you're doing, you know, if you're doing the warrior pose, you have to stand a certain way, paying attention to that. You know, meditation. Um, meditation is something that I got into that I did not, would never have ever, ever gotten into. Let me tell you what I was drinking. Not even in the first year. I was just way too wound up. But, you know, as time has gone on, gone by, I have really enjoyed that meditation too. I enjoy that peace of mind. And right now, for those that are listening that might want to try some meditation, there's a 21-day free meditation um, series that they're doing with Deepak Chopra and Oprah Winfrey. And you can Google it and you can get it. And um, it's awesome. I recommend it to anyone. I think it's like 20 minutes long and it's once a day. I do it once a day and it really just centers me and brings me in. And I've been doing these for years since they started coming out. And I have to tell you, they're a really great way to start meditation. Um, I actually will put the link on my website at busylivingsober.com. But it's, um, you know, being where you are, having gratitude, being where you are right now, learning to be in your skin, learning what you really like. I can tell you that for me, when I was first, you know, when I was drinking, I was like, green's my favorite color. Green's my favorite color. Well, really, actually, orange is my favorite color. <laughs> I didn't even know that. You know, that took time. Did you have do you have similar experiences to that? Sure. I thought that um I I thought that I loved to cook. And it turns out I don't really like to cook. I'm very good at it. I'm just I just don't enjoy it. Um, you know, that was my my biggest aha moment. Um so I think there's a lot of things in you know, in in like I said, when I got sober I really didn't 
know what I liked or what I didn't like. And it took some time to figure all that out. Yeah, and it's take time and be nice to yourself. And that's the other thing. Like, I think that we tend to be really judgmental towards ourselves as human beings. I think the way we talk, especially if you have this disease of alcoholism or you are an addict or whatever, we we have such a horrible self-voice. That voice inside of us is so mean and discouraging and... Oh, it's just as quieted. It's like I would do anything you can not to go into your head. I would reach out. I would, you know, go to church, go to a synagogue, go to a mosque, go to whatever you need to go to, to find yourself that you can get that quiet time because, you know, and that self-reflection. But quite, I mean, what I'm trying to say is get out of yourself, get out of yourself and get out of your head. Because if you're in your head, you tend to judge yourself all the time. And is this right? Is that right? And overthinking things. And, you know, I've dear friend who had you know he had this upcoming uh, thing that he had to have done and he was like oh my he had to take a test and it's like what's gonna happen with this test is it gonna be good is it gonna be bad he's been i mean stayed up till four o'clock in the morning thinking about what the outcome was gonna be none of us know what's gonna happen tomorrow and I think that's one thing I want to tell my listeners is like, we don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. We all, we make these plans. There's an old saying that say, we make plans and God laughs. Isn't that it, Jeff? That's exactly what it is. And what do you, I mean, it, would you agree with what I'm saying? My line of my, where I'm going here? Absolutely. Yeah, it's just, you know, so my friend's spending all this time and energy and up in four o'clock in the morning and oh my gosh, I've got, I'm, what is going to happen? What is going to happen? What is going to happen? And Nine out of ten times, nothing happens, thank God. But we've wasted all that time and energy being in a place where we aren't even there yet. We're not in the future. We're not in the past. We're right here. Uh, great. That's a great statement. We are right here. And, you know, but the hardest part of, it seems like the hardest part of living for so many people that we know is to actually be here. Like you said, we're not in the future, we're not in the past, but they spend, and I've done it myself, all my time either in the past wishing I had done something different or in the future worrying about what's going to happen. Um, and it's all of life occurs in the moment. None of it occurs before or after the moment. Um, any happiness, any joy, anything I'm going to feel is going to happen right in this moment. It's not going to happen any other place, any other time. And, uh, you know, that is... The, the biggest benefit that I've ever gotten from that 12-step program was how to learning how to live in the moment and not in some crazy future or past. Thank you for that. Because, you know, um, that's one of the things Deepak talked about was like he said, you know, th- you can't go back. You can't go back five years ago. You can't go five back five minutes ago. You can't go back five seconds ago. Like five seconds ago is gone. I mean, it's literally all we have is right here, right now. And the self of who we are in our soul is right here, right now. It's not when we were little kids. It's not when we're really, it's not like 10 years in the future. It's right here, right now. It's where our feet, for me, it's like looking down at my feet and being where I am. And looking at yourself and saying, I like, you know, for a long time I did this mirror work that, um, oh my gosh, her name's going to escape me this morning. But um, she talked about it on her website. She's passed away now. But anyway, she talked about doing mirror work, and I had a I had a stick no a post it note on my computer that said, "I love Elizabeth." Now, doesn't that sound queer? 
it does sound a little crazy, but um, meaning that it's not a little self. It's just like, oh, why would you have to do that? But I did have to do that. I had to. I had to have a post-it that said, "I love Elizabeth," and I'd read it every time I went to my computer, which was many times a day. And um, I think this is all a process of finding yourself. So please, if you're out there, keep searching. Don't give up before the miracle happens. Please don't. And please find something to substitute the drinking. And maybe you can even save the money and see what you can buy. Maybe you want to go on a trip. You know, maybe you want to go someplace you've never been to. And instead of buying things, put that money in the bank or in a certain place in your home or whatever and save up and go do something that you've always wanted to do. I did that. I, you know, I've been doing that. Now my next goal is to go to Cuba. I know I'm crazy, but I do want to go to Cuba. And, um... But I have these little things that I want to do and I, so I can work towards that. And having a little goal is awesome. So please, please, please take care of yourself. And thanks so much to my friend in Virginia. And give Miss Piggy a hug. <laughs> and my friend in New Jersey. We think you're awesome. Congratulations, buddy. And my friend in Texas, I haven't heard from you in a while. Reach out to me. And any new listener, please reach out. And um, I want to thank my husband. Thank you, JF, for doing this. Oh, you're welcome. Anytime. And if anybody has any questions and wants to reach out to JF, you can reach us both at busy, B-I-Z-Z-Y, at busylivingsober.com. And you can always go to my website. I have different things posted all the time. Um, Wheezy actually just posted an awesome article, letter that she wrote to some of her customers, which was really, really moving. So if you're looking to read something moving, it's under the blog section of busylivingsober.com. We are sitting outside, and I think the bugs, uh, the, bu- the bugs, the birds above us want us to stop (laughs) they're having fun i hope you're having fun and have a blessed day and keep getting busy living soba bye-bye